listening to Around Comics. You are listening to Around Comics, episode 435. I'm live from New York Comic Con. It's New York Comic Con week. I'm here outside of the New York Comic Con. Unfortunately, my press passes got canceled or something. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. You went without me. I, I went, with, you yes, went, I went without me. I did. I had to go. I just, uh, you know, I got, you know, it was, it's, it's, it is New York Comic Con weekend, though. It's already started like today. They start cons. Announcements. Cons start on Thursdays or Wednesdays. I think they start now. Yeah, just, yeah it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. It's like the NFL. It's every day. Every day is a con day. I went to a comic con. Uh, I went to a comic convention, a comic uh, like, con- like a like a yeah, like like a two weeks hotel ago. convention or like a it, no it garage. Was the, it, it was at the Wisconsin State Fairgrounds. Oh, okay. It was uh, Wisconsin Comic Con next to the next to the cow and pig. Uh... It would be where uh, yeah, livestock would be <laughs> in the in the summer. Um, Lovely. Lovely, yeah, Hall B. At the uh, Wisconsin uh, State Fairgrounds, they you do. Could still, they do. You could still, uh, yeah, I think Motor City Comic Con does uh, DuPage County Fairgrounds every mm-hmm. year. I think they do. I've, I've gone to it a couple of times. It's you know, it's a nice, fun little show. There were like ten creators there. Oh, uh, Rich, Rich Kozlowski was one of them. Well, he's a Wisconsin he, guy, isn't he? He lives in Menominee Falls, yeah, and and. So uh, the King is one of the books that I tend to like give away to people because I think it's a good gateway drug comic for a lot of folks. You know, you get an Elvis fan, and yeah, you give them the King, and it's 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 awesome. It's an awesome uh, comic, and I and I told Rich that I, I, I walked up to him. It's like Mr. Kozlowski, and and he looked at me for a second, and I was just like, oh yeah. Chris from Windy City Comic Con. He's like, oh my God. So we went into all of that. And then I was just like, yeah, I buy the king every time I see you because I always give it away. And he's like, uh, don't give this one away because I have eight copies left. Oh, wow. He's and like, king. that is apparently it. the supply. Well, I mean, that was uh, <laughs> when did, I mean, good Lord, that was a long time ago right, when I right, remember 2005 buying or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think I, the book I that I found him in was Three Fingers. Somebody had yeah. somebody had recommended Three Fingers, which and, is awesome. Which is awesome. And then yeah. and then he did the King, but that was years ago. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's funny. He's got eight. I have my copy somewhere around here. I don't know yeah. where. It's well, but, keep hold of it. Yeah, I can't get. Yeah, there, yeah. there's no more. Uh, You're not yeah, getting any more. He's got a. He's yeah. It was like okay. I thought about buying two, but. Uh, and they were half off. I should have bought two. Uh, he's got a new book coming out from Top Shelf. It's a baseball book. Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, go to Top Shelf Comics and look up Rich Kozlowski's work, which is always good. And I'm thrilled that he's got a new book coming out. Very nice. Very nice. I, you know, it's funny. You, you mentioned him. I For some reason, I was just thinking about him, and I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Something it's came kism- up. Something- it's kismet. Yeah. It's <laughs> serendipitous. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I, don't, I can't remember what it was, but there was yeah. something. He's a great cartoonist, man. That that came up, and uh, and for some reason, I was like, oh yeah, Three Fingers and the King, and yeah. Uh, for the longest time, I think I had the copy of the King in my bathroom, and I would, <laughs> which I felt show, was show, show the tattoo. By the way, you got to oh, show the right, tattoo. Right. You know, I gotta. So so it 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 is it is B C T. Which stands for Brian, Chris, and Tom. No, no it's TCB. T 
taking care of business, baby. No, it's Brian, Chris, and Tom. Well, it can be either me. way. However you want to interpret You told me it was about around comics. Well, it's a little bit of both. But I did get it in Memphis uh, at the tattoo parlor owned by the bassist from Lucero. From Lucero. <laughs> uh, Bluff City Tattoo, which is yeah. an awesome little tattoo parlor. But, I, yeah, I went to Memphis and... Um, Went to Sun Records, and then, you know, I've, I've always been a Johnny Cash and an Elvis fan, and that whole, the Million Dollar Quartet, just that whole thing, and Sun Records, and, and so I had to go and visit, and then um, held Johnny Cash's guitar and Elvis's microphone and all that cool stuff, but then right around the corner, corner is Bluff City Tattoo, and so I went in there and, and got a little uh, little tattoo of uh, the king, man, a little, little TCB. But yes, it does. It is TCB. It is funny how it is TCB. Tom, Chris, Brian. It is. We're taking care of business. Taking care of business, baby. That's right. Uh, you know who else is a huge Lucero fan? Actually, randomly uh, sent me a text about that yesterday. <laughs> Who's that? Zach Crucy. Oh, oh, there. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's he's a huge. Uh, he's actually a big Ben Nichols fan. Who Ben Nichols is the lead singer and uh, probably primary songwriter for uh, Lucero. He did uh, a solo album based on uh, Blood Meridian, oh, which Zach really? is a big fan of. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Zach seems to like anything that is sort of dense. Yeah, and of course he's a McCarthy fan, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he likes he likes anything you know like. Hard oh, to get it, through. Yeah, if you can, if you can take out a chisel and hammer yeah. and try yeah. and get through bedrock to have some sort of payoff, that is that is Zach's literary. Yeah. Well, on. the funny thing with the Lucero thing, I had no idea who Lucero was. They're they're a little yeah. bit. I remember you call, you like called me and you're like, yeah, I got a. Well, I knew here. I figured, and I told him, so. Oh, I got a buddy. I know he knows you. Yeah, it's exactly what I told you. Because it was funny because he, I'm, I'm sitting there in the tattoo parlor and I'm waiting for the tattoo artist to finish this lady's tattoo. And there's this guy that's just hanging out there and he's this big bald dude with just covered in tattoos. Wham, wham, and lamb chops. Lamb chops. You know, interesting yeah. guy. And we start talking, real nice guy. And, and uh, you know, turns out he's part owner owner of the tattoo parlor, but he's not a yeah. tattoo artist. And I'm like, you know, what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm a musician. I'm like, oh, and I'm thinking, oh, it's Memphis. He plays locally in Memphis. He's like, oh, no, no. I've toured all over uh, my band. And then he told me the name of the band. I'm like, I I, I don't know your band. I'm sorry, but it sounds like a band my buddy would fucking love. I just know. I just knew that it was your type of band. I could just fucking tell. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was a fun experience getting to know the guy. But um, yeah. And there's actually comic book tie ins to this. To Lucero? Oh, absolutely. Oh, um, uh, they, uh, uh, 1372 Overton Park is a record that they did. Uh, and it has a, uh, uh, song on it called Maggie and the Mechanics. Ah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, so Ben Nichols is a big Love Rockets. Rockets fan and they actually had a Love and Rockets song on one of their records. Speaking of Love and Rockets, I just saw that Jamie, I think it was Jamie Hernandez posted Jaime. Jaime, sorry. God, come Jamie. on. It's Jamie. Appropriate uh, much. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> he posted that um there's a documentary, Love and Rockets documentary on PBS that just came oh. out. Um really? Yeah, that's what I just saw the post today on wow. um, on Twitter. 
Yeah, so uh, interestingly enough, uh, another serendipitous moment. Yeah, Love and Rockets season 13. I don't know what that... Wait a minute, what? Season 13, episode 1. Artbound, Love and Rockets. Um, oh, okay, so it's it's the show is called Artbound. Season 13, episode 1 is about Love and Rockets. So it's a. it looks like an hour-long... Um, nice. Uh, show on on PBS, and there's some extras there about uh, Love and Rockets. So there you go. Yeah, I will devour all of it. Yeah, because yeah. they're all awesome. The uh, um, all of the Hernandez brothers are fantastic. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Uh... Speaking of Zach Krusey, um, we were supposed to have on today a guest. Uh, our buddy Braxton Harrison was going to join us. To he, talk got about- he got Ian. He got Ian. He got bumped. He, we had to bump him. You know, no. Uh, no, he got Ian. <laughs> right? I, I suppose so. Yeah. He got. He lost power. So he. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah because he, Hurricane Ian. I don't know if it was Hurricane Ian or not, oh. but he had no. He was having trees taken down in his, like the village. Oh, it's a stupid trees. reason. Yeah, it wasn't. Was, it wasn't I was like trying a natural to get him disaster. Covered by a hurricane, man. No, 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 no. It, was, it wasn't a natural disaster. I was wondering. I'm like, who the fuck is Ian? I I, I just kind of. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. my parents who live in Fort Myers are fine, by the way. Thanks for asking. Oh, that's good. I didn't know they lived in Fort. <laughs> my wife, who is in Orlando, is great. Thanks for asking. I didn't. You, oh, oh, oh you didn't know? How Wait, would I you know didn't know my Orlando? wife was in Florida? How would I know? My parents live in Florida. How would they, I know that? How would I know that your that your wife? They never. In uh, they never invited me down. The bastards. So all you got to do is ask, Sal. My uncle, who lives in Tampa, uh, died. Um, now he two days because- ago. Uh, yesterday, actually, he died because of the hurricane. No, he di- he died of other causes. Oh. But, but I just I'm, thought it was kind of crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Um. But yeah, it was. Uh. Anyway, speaking of, of Braxton, it's because he, Nick, Nick. It's because he doesn't read comics. No, I hate comic books, Nick. Uh, comic books are dumb. I wish we would stop talking, talking about them. The 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 com- the, the, the comments section. The comments. So yeah, Nick, Nick asked, like, why don't you have comics behind you? My comics are to the side of me. They're in peripheral view. Not not. Yeah. I'm not an egomaniac where I need to show my comic book collection. Do you my... need me to change the camera angle? <laughs> no. I my can camera, change I have... the. I can change the angle. I have comics here. I have a whole. I have a. I have shelves that yeah. I had to build to hold all my comics. By, by the way, Nick, Sal still loves comics, and I know this because he read Gotham Year One. I did, but there was a selfish reason behind it. Because I, I told Tom King to write me into it as a corrupt police officer, and I, right. I wanted, and I didn't think he would, but I, I wanted to see if he, if he would, and he didn't. At least not issue one, the bastard. Everything we've done. Yeah. 
You know, all the everything all the, we've done for you, King. Everything we've done for you, King. You know, if it well, I mean, we did kind of start Phil Hester's career as well. <laughs> Phil, yeah, that is the book. I mean, it's Phil and is Tom. This, I love it. I love Andy. I love Andy Parks. Don't say it. Don't say it. He oh my God! It still looked better than this. It is so good. It, it had so a, a Mignola. It had a Mignola. Like it's so good, right? And I think a lot of it. Andy's is, been holding Phil down for decades. We didn't no, know. No, man. I, I think a lot of it's Jordi Belair. I thought the coloring on this book was fucking sublime. Sublime. Um, Nick, I, I, I have Alex Ross, Fantastic Four, but no, I haven't. It's uh it's really colorful and like it's kind of annoying looking. I don't know. It's I, I haven't gotten. I like it. I enjoyed it. I don't it's really wild. read much. Uh, I like movies. I like. Uh, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to. You know. The, 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 the Fantastic Four full full circle is nice. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about Gotham Year One. Let's talk about. Or it's actually Gotham City Year since, One. Since Tom's not here, he's coming. He said he was coming. He said he was. Uh, yeah, Gotham City, uh, year one. Tom King, Phil Hester. Um, it's it's like night. It's like the nineteen sixties Gotham. It's supposed to be pre Batman. Yeah, um, I mean, but it, yeah, it even has like an earlier feel than it feels nineteen forties, doesn't it? It almost like I almost like I would say yeah, you know, very noir. I mean, it's it's a it's a private detective story. It's Slam Bradley. Sam Bradley, the you know the character Slam Bradley. Yeah, I mean this is not a Batman story; it's a Slam Bradley story. Well, for now, I mean it may be you know may that may change, but yeah, it's it's a straight up detective noir story, which is so good. Yeah, excellent, and um, it's it's supposed to sort of tell us the you know a different origin of uh, Batman, Um, and and you know it's it's sort of like things that happened before Batman. Uh, ever came around i i will say going back to the art what we were talking about there was a page in it when i saw it i was like i should call phil (laughs) and see how much he will sell that page to me for and and because it really was there's uh, a couple of them in here yeah there was a couple but there was one in particular that i got to and i was just like oh i really and i'm sure it's already sold or somebody you know somebody's already bought it but um Yeah, it it looks phenomenal. It, it's as good as like as you said. It's as good. The 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 inker on it, who is not, um, who is not Andy, and Andy's okay with that. <laughs> Andy's Andy's doing other and, things. And, and Andy's a professional writer now. He's a fucking writer now. You know, if I, you know, <laughs> goddamn, you, you know, uh, Eric, fucking, Eric What is it with artists wanting to be writers? Like, it's not good enough that you're a. He fucking was just artist. tired of people calling him a tracer. Eric Gapster. Gapstor, Gap, Gapstor. I don't know how G A P S T U R. We need we need to call Phil and have him on. Sure, we can talk to Phil. Well, he's a yeah, sure. Um, but it's a very uh, it fits Phil's art style very well. So um, it's it's a it has an inkiness to it. It has a uh a a black and it works for the story very well too because it has a very um, black and white noir, you know, almost. Yeah. Uh, um, it works. It works like Darwin Cook works in this era because it's just like that beautiful economy of line and use of mm-hmm. of light and dark. It's yeah. It's Phil was kind of made to to draw noir stories, right? 
Yeah, and he's kind of been stuck around super superhero stories, unfortunately, for so long. It's uh, it, but he's it, good at that too. No, he is, yeah. but yeah. but but it's yeah. like this, you know, at, especially at this point in his career, I think it just it works so well for him. Um, yeah. Now I kind of want to see him work with Ed Brubaker on on more stuff because didn't he didn't he work with Ed on something mm. Batman or did he do Batman with Ed or something? maybe? I, I mean, Phil has been he's he's done everything right. Yeah, I mean, he's been, he's, I, I, once again, serendipitous, I was just going through some of my old sketchbooks from conventions and I ran across the infamous Phil Hester bathroom. Oh, the bathroom sketch. The the greatest con sketch of all time. Um, Yeah. So once again, a little serendipity uh, in, in things coming back around. I I think it's. um, Well, I mean, Phil's the kind of like comics junkie that that is so perfect because he doesn't just he isn't just one of the best artists working in comics he's also a really good comic writer and he's probably he, he's probably a serial killer he's probably got oh, yeah, oh, secret sure. something yeah. Yeah. horrible about him he can't be yeah. that nice of a guy well, there was a, there was a pact he kicked dogs i heard he kicks yeah. dogs oh when yeah. people aren't looking and old people I'm sure he always struck me as a very unkind person every time we talk. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but the thing about Phil is that Phil's a great writer as well, and he sees like talent out there, and he's like, "Hey, you're a really good artist, and I let's do something together." Um, you know, he's done that with multiple artists that have that have you know kind of had their launching point for him. One of my favorite con memories was I just you. Know, randomly was you know walking by saw phil and andy and came behind the table and was just um joking around with them and a kid came to you know i say kid probably like a 19 or 20 year old uh art student comes up he was a student at the kubert school kubert school and uh that's hard to say kubert um uh, and Phil did a portfolio review and I was able to kind of like hang out in the background and see Phil kind of critique and go through this kid's portfolio. And it was amazing because he was, he was constructively critical and talked about what the, the young man needed to work on, but he was like totally like uplifting and reassuring the entire time. He was like, yeah, it's like, you know, you have great instructors. They're going to teach you, you know, about this, but this is something you need to work on and, and, and do this, but this looks really great. He was like the best critique and review you could ever ask for. It was like, you know, people talk like historically about like Toth. He didn't like fillet the kid open, and it was right like uh, Neil Adams or uh, uh, Toth. Uh, yeah, Toth right. was sort of like famously just he would just barbecue artists and just oh. you know completely murder them uh, yeah. through you know. And he seemed to love to do it. I remember uh, Nick mentioned Michael Ivan Oming. Um, oh, stop, stop throwing your your permat to uh bruce tim yeah yeah Yeah. but um you know he he said he he offered at one point when i was talking to him at one time he's like oh you should you should write alex toth i'm like what he's like yeah i'll give you his address just write him he'll write you back he'll he'll, 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 he's happy to do it he'll be brutal i mean he's not gonna hold back (laughs) 
you know, but if you send him stuff, he'll fucking he'll he'll reply and he will fucking just and I never did and I and I really wish I would have you know I mean I'm sure he would have destroyed anything I would have sent him because my stuff is garbage, you know. But yeah. just to have a letter from Alex Toth at this point, right? A written, handwritten yeah letter of Alex Toth destroying your art. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, yes, we're gonna talk She Hulk. Calm down. Um, she Hulk. It's happening. Um, yeah, I was actually looking through my Toth books the other day. Those are great art books. It's a great series. He's terrific. He's terrific. Terrific. Well, but then back to Gotham Year oh, One, Gotham City yes. Year One. I, I just wanted to kind of give a brief. So it's 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 a story about uh, the kidnapping of Helen Wayne, mm-hmm. uh, who is the sister of Thomas Wayne. So yes. that's how far back we are. Yeah, um, it's Gotham City Year One. Yeah, and and we're dealing with uh, Bruce's grandparents. Yeah, uh, trying to figure out um, who are still rich and famous, and the mother looks very much like Jackie O. Um, oh, and, yeah, uh, for sure. Speaking of, did you happen to? Did anyone happen to watch Blonde? Uh, I've not yet. I'm just oh, fascinated right. because that is the lead actress from um, uh, the the Knives the. Yeah, Knives Out. Knives Out. It's yeah, Marta. It's Marta. Yeah, which she's is Marta. My wife's from, yeah, yeah, she plays Marilyn Monroe in, in Blonde. Um, yeah. If you follow Richard Starkings on Twitter or uh, uh, Facebook, uh, he's pretty enamored with her. Anna De- Dion- Diana? Diana? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's a very lovely looking lady. <laughs> yes. Um, but she's excellent in this. Uh, I know it's a very controversial movie, but... Um, uh, I think it's. Did my, you like it? I think it's my favorite movie of the year. I think it's the best film that. No I've shit. Seen all, I think really? it's the, the best film that I've seen all year, and people really? are really completely torn it apart. Um, and I can understand to some degree why. Like it is not a. Um, it this isn't like your classic biopic. You know, this isn't okay. like a feel good yeah. kind of thing. This is a. It's based on a book. Um, by a woman, uh, I mm-hmm. can't think of her name. Oats something. Oats. Uh, Carol Joyce. Oates. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I mean, she's. Did she she's won a Pearl Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, she's a. Yeah, I mean, she wrote the uh, 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 team. Is she team of rivals? I'm probably. If I'm wrong on that, people are going to slay me. Um, uh, but um, it's based on her book, which is a fictional account of Marilyn Monroe's life. It's it's fictionalized. Oh, that's that's Doris Kern's good one. Sorry. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was. Sorry, story. sorry, my bad. It's. But um, yeah, I don't want to get into it too much, but because you know they would not. But it, I think it is my favorite movie of the year. It's easily the most interesting film that I've watched really? all year. Yeah, it's this it's, is shocking. And I had no interest in watching it until a friend of mine told me that there was like a bunch of controversy about it because yeah. people are very upset that they didn't. Ah, uh, like, you are a moth to the flame. I yeah, absolutely. Friend. Yeah, and uh, but no, I think it's I think it's the best. Well, it is certainly the most interesting film that I've watched all year. Is it a good film? To me, it's an extremely well done film. It's extremely okay. craft, artistic film. But it is I can like I would my wife would not watch this movie. She would have no interest in this film. Um, because I can it's... see why a lot of people would not be interested in it because it's it's. It's very artistic. It's very odd. It's not a straightforward Ooh. film. It's not like, you know, you're not watching um, uh, Ray. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like this sort of like feel good story about Marilyn. It's Monroe. not. It's wow. not a straight up biopic. 
No, not at all. It's a very okay. odd film. It's very weird. It's paced weird. Nice. It's, but it's also, I think, like magnificently done. It's brilliant. And uh, I, I've been thinking about it since I watched it like four days ago. Like, oh, I, God I, damn you. Because yeah. I was like, okay, everything I had heard is like, this movie is a train wreck. I, yeah, people are idiots and don't understand like the difference. Like people can't accept like metaphor in a movie about <laughs> someone's life. Like people don't. Okay. People okay. are morons. Okay. But once yeah. again, I understand. Like this isn't for this isn't a movie for like everyone. It's not a. It's not. It wasn't made to be like a mainstream film. It's it's a it, it's a weird it's a weird movie. It's a very artsy kind of <laughs> movie, but it's also like. It's a movie that like people don't make this kind of movie anymore. Okay. Like, we don't get I'm, this type of movie. I'm in. I'm in. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. You know, but, I made a, a, a huge entertainment mistake earlier this year. Uh-oh. Huge. I watched two episodes of a show that I knew was pretty good, and then I stopped watching it. And Welcome then, to Wrecking? No, no, no. Which I enjoy, and there is uh, the last Welcome to Wrexham episode is really good. Um, I really like the one about the hooligans. Um, very interesting. I didn't know that much about hooliganism. Um, no, um, I've been binge watching Reservation Dogs. Oh yeah, great show. Great I mean, show. No, not great. Like fucking. Like here, like top well, the first, level. The first season is phenomenal. Yeah. The second season, I don't think is as good. Uh, it's it's still good. It's but, but I don't think it's as good. It's a little uh, it meanders quite a bit in the second it, season. But that's kind of the beauty of it is that it does meander. I just watched the uh, the big episode. This is uh, this is where the plot thickens, where he accidentally uh, trips on LSD. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, between Big and and uh, the goat, like the ghost Indian guy, the spirit, you know, oh the spirit guy, oh the he's spirit so guy's amazing, he's so fantastic, right? Uh, just hilarious, <laughs> and, and yeah, that I got a it's new client on the other side of town. It's a it's an amazingly done show. I mean, it's it's super well written and, and well acted, yeah. and yeah, it's it's a great show. I described it as good, uh, uh, Watiti. It's good Watiti, yeah. It's, it's good, good Watiti, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, Joe Galuzic. It's not Eraserhead. I believe it's not. No, Blonde, Blonde is not quite that out there. It has. <laughs> I mean, it has a story you can follow and and make sense. It's just yeah. the way it. It's not. It's it's not like I said. It's not Ray. You're not watching uh, Walk the Line, or you know yeah. what I mean. Like you're not. It's yeah. just you're not. It's it's not a straight picture it's it's the doors name yeah yeah um and i get it it's not going to be for everybody like not everybody's going to like this film but there was a lot of current controversy about it because of uh the way that they treated marilyn monroe and and how they fictionalized it but it it, people it's like this isn't a story this isn't marilyn monroe's story it's it's a metaphor about like fame and america and that's why it's interesting as a film but I can see like people that are big fans of Marilyn Monroe would, would be kind of pissy about it. Yeah. Anyway, oh, there's Tom. Oh. Don't special have kids. Yes. There's special Don't guests. Have kids. Don't have kids. Don't have kids. <laughs> now I can finally put this up. I, I've been I've, we've been, uh, we've been naked. Tom, you missed you missed so much. We talked about uh, Gotham City year one. 
which we agree is pretty dope. Um, nope. We were talking about um, reservation dogs. Uh, we were talking about blonde, which Tom, or which Sal has already declared uh, his picture of the year. Yeah, well, Tom's gone. He left. He heard that, and he's gone. He's very upset. No, is I'm here. Hurricane Ian. I'm here. <laughs> is it Hurricane Ian? In. In, in suburban Chicago, give me one second. Oak, oh boy, Tom's having troubles. But uh, She Hulk, we didn't talk about She Hulk. Um, which, first of all, I want to say if you're watching She Hulk and like you claim to be a She Hulk fan and you mm-hmm. don't like this show, you're a you've fucking, never read She Hulk, yeah, you're a liar, you're you've never lying. read She Hulk. Like, it's you know, I was never, yeah. It's the perfect combination to me of a superhero movie and Ally McBeal. Like it is, it is, and I don't like. Oh my like, god, you just fucking nailed it! <laughs> it's 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 it is it is a great. Not only is it a fun superhero story set in the Marvel universe, but it's really a extremely well done like yeah. woman's like quippy romantic comedy sitcom, yeah. Yeah. like very funny and entertaining and. Uh, I was all in for um, uh, Matt Murdock when I saw Daredevil and Matt Murdock pop on the, pop on the screen this week. I was just giddy yeah. like a child to see uh, 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 him play uh, Daredevil again. Uh, I was more, more giddy about por- I was more giddy about Porcupine. Porcupine? <laughs> Did you see Le- Leapfrog? Did you see? The- have you watched the today uh, yesterday or? Wait, no, I... I haven't watched this week's. Oh, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm spoiling it for you. My bad. No, my... I knew Daredevil was coming. Yeah. So is today Thursday? Today is Thursday. Would oh, you... I've not watched this week's. Yeah. I just watched last week's. So yeah. I'm just up to like my porcupine love. Oh, that was a great episode too. But it's a great episode. We need to hilarious. pause and we'll go watch it and come back. It's a super fun, entertaining show. Uh, and the guy who plays uh, the fashion, the guy who makes her costume. Oh, he's great. He was in um, the flight attendant, uh, yes. and uh, I I will declare him my favorite gay actor of all time. I think, other than Rock oh, Hudson, more than Rock Hudson, other than Rock Hudson. Okay, uh, no, he's he's uh, he's awesome. He's he's a uh, great uh, you know uh, actor, and I I really like watching him. He's he's really funny. And he's great in the flight bold. attendant. Such a bold declaration. I, I, I'm full of them tonight, Tom. I'm full of bold declarations. It's just like, see, yes. see, people are, are tired of me and Tom, or tired of me and Sal talking. Tom, how are you? Oh, uh, you know, I have kids. They don't respect my schedule. <laughs> you know, they freak out. You know, I'm great. I'm great. I've just been reading Akira. And uh, is that a I new box hat? Is that a new Bucks hat? No, it's not. It's it's a hat that says "More parks, less parking." Oh, there. you very nineteen sixties of you. <laughs> you fucking hippie. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hippies. I got this. I got this as a gift, and it's a nice hat. It's like a high quality, yeah, quite comfortable hat. Nice. I'm um, gonna go grab. I'm gonna go grab my Akira Volume right. One. It's so good. Go for it, Tom. Yeah, so I've just been reading that, and I finally finished uh, Doom Patrol after like a year of like uh, waiting. I was on a... Yeah, well, just like you know, 
with having little kids, I like I can't I can't watch anything. I'm so exhausted. Like I that's I like reservation dogs because it's like part of why I choose things to watch is based on how long the episodes are. Because I'm like realistic about like if it's nine if it's like nine if it's ten o'clock, it's like I'm gonna be honest, like a fifty minute episode of Doom Patrol, I'm like, I'm going to fall asleep. It's just like a question of like it doesn't matter if I like it or not. That's not the criteria. That's not the reason I'm falling asleep. I'm just like a tired dad of, of little kids, and uh, so I really enjoy re- uh, Reservation Darks because oh. I know like it's a re- it is of a length of time that I'm like I can watch this whole thing without falling asleep. Who who's your, was, who's your favorite character on Reservation? I, I, I'm not ready to make that choice yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm holding a gun to your head. Who is your favorite no, character? I don't do this. No, I'm not doing this. <laughs> but no, but can we agree? This. Can we? I don't. Agree that we we should all be not cheese. Do it. We need to all be cheese. I'm not gonna let no. you talk me into <laughs> answering. Who, 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 answer, answer the question, this. Tom. <laughs> I'm not going to. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, I'm a Willie Jack man. What I, uh, I you know ever. Ever since you brought up the uh, the fact that you sort of fall asleep to old episodes of Star Trek Next Generation, yeah. I kept thinking, like, I need a show that I can put on at night that's not too long, that I can watch yeah. to the end and then fall, like, r- right asleep. Like, maybe maybe yeah. I missed the last couple yeah, minutes. It's like, whatever. It doesn't matter. And like, I, no, I finally found it. Monk. I finally what is found uh, uh, the Larry Sanders show. Which I um, love. I've I've watched yeah. it. I've watched all six. Yeah. So then it doesn't like, matter. Yeah. If you miss the end. You're yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay. I, I've seen them all multiple times, and I, I love the show. But if I if I fall asleep during it, I'm okay. But most of the time, I I'm able to stay up because it's so funny still, and yet it's only like thirty minutes, so which is great. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, when you're watching like Doom Patrol and you fall asleep. It's like oh, I have to go back and watch like the last ten minutes, or like where, or the worst part is is when you're spending as much time like when exactly did I fall asleep in this episode? You know, like <laughs> well, I'm not in and out of it. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I or uh, my cat. I just had to switch cameras, but it's always like, wait, did I see this part or did I did I wake up? Did I dream this part? that is a Game of Thrones or rings of power problem i have mm-hmm. and also sometimes rings of power crossing with uh, uh the 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 house of the dragon where i'm starting to get plot lines like mixing up i mean i'm sure someone's done the game where they just ask normal people what show pictures are from and no one can guess between the two of them it's just like people is <laughs> <laughs> this one, from one uh, has dragons one does yeah. <laughs> They both have dragons. It's got Doctor Who. Was there dragons? There'll be dragons. Wait, Doctor Who's not an elf? That's weird. What? I don't understand. So what brought on uh, wanting to read? Is this the first time you've ever read Akira? Or it's the first read? time I read the, the manga. Like I, yeah. or I mean, at some point, maybe I had like read a piece of it or whatever, and like. Uh, I was I was just perusing uh, my li- local library's shelves uh, when I brought my son to the library, and they have a big manga, graphic novels, and comic section. I was like, "Oh, I've never actually read this," so I picked it up, 
And uh, so I'm just about through that first that first book. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, it always takes me a little bit when I read, like, when I read manga, I always have that thing where, like, I at first I'm just like, what's happening? I don't understand, you know, because the style of storytelling is so, like, kinetic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, like, um, so uh, dynamic. Like the, There's the, always a lot of emotions. Like, yeah, and it's like I got to reset my brain to, like, calibrate to like okay this is like what because at first i'm always like i don't know if i like this and then once like i slowly like get into it and that's and stuff's not like throwing me anymore i'm like oh this is awesome like yeah this uh futuristic uh, tokyo looks like sick as hell and like uh everyone's a bad guy and i don't know like is are there any good guys and uh but it still looks like manga, so it has like the people like ah, you know, like it's just it's such like a lot a, of a lot of action lines. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. action lines, some cool fight scenes, and just like you know, creepy kids that look like old people. It's awesome just like, mo- awesome oh, motorcycles. Yes, it's just like a such a crazy mix of things, like all kind of jammed together in an interesting way, and like it, the story is super kinetic and everything moves real fast but re- at the same time it's really drawn out you know in a in a way like you know the story takes place over like a bunch of you know um uh, and there's like, so it's big, like there's like yeah. big gaps too like in time yeah. right if, you know yeah, like, oh, right, yeah. yeah which is interesting um, it's an epic story did you it's ever read big, speaking big of goddamn story. It, it was literally an epic comic book um mm-hmm. It came out on in Epic Comics, uh, the English version. Oh, that's right. Uh, the you know well, the color. Did, did they colorize it? Uh I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, relatively well done, uh, colorized version. Of, I think, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was that I remember the Epic, the Epic. That, I think that was my first. Um, yeah introduction to it was that it's hard because it's manga and story flow goes the other way and so when it gets put into an american edition it's sometimes the the panels don't work like they should um but that's i mean that's reading japanese comics yeah i don't i don't remember like yeah because they they did all english um, All English, and they flip the order of the pages. Yeah, yeah, to, which is really weird to think about English, now, right? Yeah, well, it's like Lone Wolf, Lone Wolf and Cub kind of does the same thing, right? Even though those page layouts right. are, are more simple than this, so it, you don't notice it as much. Mm-hmm. But so, Tom, you're we both, you know, I'm going through it. I bought that big giant hardcover 35th anniversary set which presents it as manga with an english translation so you you are reading back to front um how do you feel like it moves in the flow of the comic oh i get i I mean like most of my initial discomfort just from like not being used to manga style action and sort of like the the way the story is told is very like foot on the gas. Like we're not going to like to, to its credit. I think that's actually pretty fun to like not have everything explained 
it, like, it feels it feels kind of Silver Age, right? I mean, a little bit, but it also has like um, it has like a a very eighties dystopia, like the yeah. Japanese version of that of like this future that's messed up and everything kind of sucks, and like even like the heroes kind of aren't like that heroic and you know like it's it takes a while to like sort of like pull up the threads of what's actually happening for a book that feels like the foot is on the gas the whole time you're like also like actually i kind of don't know totally what's happening (laughs) what's (laughs) happening i haven't gotten you know there's not big explanatory panels like in a a superhero comic that's like laying out the action and it's not like a bunch of like the way I'm going to tell this story is like we're doing the thoughts of the person. So you're like got eight million like thought boxes like laid out. Like it's totally but, but, but amazing. Yeah, but amazingly, it it is able to world build almost through the art more than through the exposition, right? Yeah, I mean, well, you I get mean, a I, feel I, for Neo Tokyo. Yeah, I mean. It definitely has a look to it. And, like, there's always something happening, right? So, like, there's a motorcycle chase. And then there's a fight. And then there's the reveal of, like, a creepy kid that looks like an old man. And then there's, like, a bunch of other (laughs) kids that look like old people. And, like, but you don't... There's always just, like, a little breadcrumb, like, like some weird thing to drop in that's like, oh, okay, like, what is this about? You know, and it's... uh, and then just drop it in enough for you to keep following along uh, as opposed to like giving you what it's not like an elevator pitch for a movie. No, (laughs) you know, it's not like the like two sentence, like this is what this story is. It's like daredevil, but if he was Superman, you know, like the sort of, but but it's still a a serial where they are yeah. like teasing you to to go on to the next volume, right? Yeah, it's, it's just like it's just very different in a cool way. I've been very into like I'm gonna grab the next volume because I'm f- flying through it. So a little uh, Wikipedia history uh, on the on the book. Um, so Archie Goodwin actually is who approached. Uh, um, Katsuhiro Otomo uh, after he saw the anime was, was Archie the he was the EIC of Epic right uh, at that time probably, probably but he was, right yeah um, and uh, he wanted after he saw the anime the, the 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 movie of Akira he wanted to publish it uh, oh, in America that's and um, I guess he had been Otomo had been uh, offered from various companies to publish it in, in English. And he chose Archie because uh, Archie was fr- close friends with some French artists that uh, Otoma really liked. <laughs> so that was, but yeah, then, yeah. so that, did, because I mean, like historically, not to deviate too much, Archie Goodwin. I mean, we've talked to a lot of like old school comic book creators and if you ask them like who their favorite person to work with was, it's almost universally Archie Goodwin. Archie, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't think anyone has ever said anything bad about Archie Goodwin. So the coloring um 
was done by a gentleman named uh, what was his name? Shit, I lost. Steve Olaf, um, who was an artist. Mm. Steve yeah. Olaf, and he was handpicked by uh, Otomo, and um, he actually worked alongside him for about a week. Uh, Otomo would give him like colored version samples he did with in marker. Um, oh, nice. And then after about five or six issues, he was like, "He's good. He 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 he'll just do the rest." And so the coloring was approved by. Uh, the original, you know, creator of of the book and everything. So yeah, it is really well colored. I mean, it's 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 not like a hack job of color. You know, yeah. mm. it was done with care. I mean, I think everyone involved, Archie and and everyone else, you know, did it with you know reverence. That's amazing. And if you think back, it was like 1980s, right? And 88, 80s, yeah. 80s. And so, I mean, comic. Well, I'm sorry, 83. Yeah, comic books are very much uh, an American um, invention, right? But for them to have that reverence for a Japanese comics creator kind of shows you the love of the medium, which is, it's cool that they would be like, no, this needs to be handled with care because this is a great comic creation, right? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, at, at that same time, you know, it's like, you said Lone Wolf and Cub. That was something Frank Miller sort of yeah. pushed to have. You know, I think he made mm -hmm. that happen. And you had a, a lot of uh, influence by Japanese manga at that time. It was kind of an awakening of Japanese comics in the U.S. in the that early mid '80s. And I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the film Akira oh. that oh did it. You know for what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. I watched that a couple of years ago and it's like it's still good well it's still good but i mean artistically like the animation is still unbelievable like it holds up incredibly well it still looks yeah. amazing um to and all the designs of like oh, the yeah. motorcycles and the like character design it's like, yeah it's just like a very modern like somehow one of those things that like no matter how much time passes it's still like yeah that looks cool that looks like the future like, yeah, right. Somehow, you know, <laughs> it's still influential. I think you still, yeah. you know, you look at you, films that are, you know, sort of set in the future. It's like I think it's still an influential oh. between that yeah. and like Jodorowsky and and you know that. It's Blade, like, but I mean, Blade I know Runner. you don't love it, Blade Runner. It's not that. Listen, I'm. You have talked about. I understand. It's not a great film, <laughs> but it's certainly influential in its look and feel and and atmosphere. So that's fine. That's all we have to say about it. Okay. It's fine. We can go ahead. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> it is a weird movie. That I think <laughs> oh, Tom, you had to bring it back. Benefited uh, from being on like cable where a bunch of people were able to watch it when they were kids before they were like, actually, this movie kind of doesn't make like any a sense. sense. Yeah. A ton of sense. And it's like, and you could just lean into like, oh, yeah, like this looks cool as hell. You know? Right. <laughs> you know? That's okay. We just described a lot of Japanese comics. Like this looks cool. Oh, like, manga mania in the early nineties. Uh, oh, for sure. uh, was it just the early nineties? I feel like it was going on until like you know ten years ago. Well, I think it it began in the early nineties. I didn't yeah. say it was just in the early. 90s. Yeah. What well, I mean, you're watching Roseanne on ABC and. 
the 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 boyfriend is and and daughter are big manga fans, right? That's not the pull I would have thought of, but yeah, okay. Wow, I, <laughs> that, I, I was I was like, where? Yeah, where no, are that, no, going that, with this? No, that, 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 that was Roseanne reference. Imagine you're watching Roseanne. No, that was the you're first sitting on your see. your uh, lazy boys. You you it's just cracked a new one. You're sitting on your lazy boy. You just cracked a bush light. You're watching Roseanne and smoking in the house. No, I mean that. I mean, hear me out here. That was the first time in like popular culture that I was aware that manga and and anime was like a part of of the zeitgeist is when it shows up on Roseanne um, with uh, Galecki who would end up going on to be in Big Bang Theory, right? Wow. Famous yeah. nerd. I don't remember Famous that ner- being about... Oh, he and Darlene... Yeah. No, he I and Darlene... He and Darlene were huge manga fans. They would go, and there were several episodes where they would go to Chicago to manga and, and anime conventions. I, I think I might have tuned out of Roseanne at that point. Was that the Tom Arnold years? Were the, was that... Yes, they were the Tom Arnold. Years. I think I might have uh, yeah. Yeah, moved on from Roseanne yeah. at that point. Yeah. But, Tom, but you're manga. You're watching Roseanne. Yeah. You're in your living room. You're tired. <laughs> Imagine there's a commercial break. You just got a new six pack of Zimas. You guys go ahead. I'll be, I'll be over. I'll be over you just here. Rushed, you just dropped a Jolly Rancher into your Zima. You're waiting for the flavor to make a Jolly Rancher. You're uh, as both. long as we're speaking about uh, Asian uh, art, uh, can we take a moment to uh, to to note the passing uh, uh, of Kim Jong Ji, the amazing, yeah. brilliant fucking unbelievable frustratingly brilliant artist that passed away at 47 years old from a heart attack he was on his way to new york comic-con and and had a heart attack in the airport and died but i don't i've never seen anything like him i don't know that the like illustration world has ever seen anything quite like him his ability to create purely from his imagination and from you know he had this like library of reference in his head where he could he could just sit without any reference and draw complete scenes of dozens and dozens of characters and things. You know, yeah. it, it was unbelievable. I've never seen anyone, you know, if when I first saw him, and I think a lot of people had the same reaction, like when I first saw videos of his him working live, I thought it was a trick. Like I right. thought it was like some sort of like, you know, he had done some sort of trickery because it didn't seem real. Like what he was able to do. But it's really sad. I mean, it's tragic. Yeah. That it, if, if you're on Facebook, um, look up the the Greg Titus uh, uh, kind of memorial to him, and that explains it in a way that I think a lot of artists thought about this guy. And it was kind of a he was so good. It it it, it bordered between making you inspired or making you want to quit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, you just watched the guy and it was just like, what the fuck? How is anyone, how is someone yeah. able to do this? Like, how is it even possible that your brain works that way? And not only, yeah. not only is a fun, he's a phenomenal artist, you know, illustrator, but to be able to just do it at will, like it, like it, like, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was yeah. effortless for him. Like it just, just flows forth, you know? Like, I don't know that I've ever seen it. illustration, like, 
that genius of it, like uh, that much of a genius of an illustrator. I feel like if he would have been born 50 years ago, like he would, he would have been like a Picasso. You know what I mean? Like he would have been that Frazetta. Yeah. Right? Like he's, he's yeah. just absolutely genius. I don't know how else to explain him. He's, I mean, he just a genius talent, but unfortunately I, I'm yeah. 47 years old. Fuck. That's way too young. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now that I brought the show down. All right. Got to bring it back up. Um, uh, so I was saying that I finished watching Doom Patrol on an airplane, watched the last three episodes while flying to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It was great. I finally caught up. There's some of the best episodes I that were in the third season that I was like, I can't believe they actually did that in like the comic book. Like Mancho Mala in the brain. And like, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that is literally those, that's those characters. 12-year-old Tom is incredibly happy right now. Gargoax the Destroyer. He's in there. He's an all right dude. (laughs) He's an all right dude. Yeah. He's an all right dude. He gets the end. He's like, I don't want to, you know what? I don't want to kill anybody. (laughs) And then I feel that way about so much that we watch now. It's just like, I can't believe that I'm sitting here watching this. I still have, I think, five episodes of the last season to watch uh, of Doom Patrol. Because I got, I I was in the same thing. I got to a point, I'm like, it has to be the middle of the day for me to watch this. Otherwise, I'm just not going to. It's just a little too long. Yeah. (laughs) And it's dark. I mean, most of the yeah. episodes are kind of dark, and their their pacing is a little slow at times. And it's a lot of dialogue. Yeah, and and as much as I love yeah. the characters and I've loved the show, it's just like, yeah, I can't, I can't, oh, yeah. I can't do this. Oh, anymore. I can't watch it if I'm tired at yeah. all. Like, I it's just like, yeah. <laughs> Pennyworth like, oh, yeah. premiering uh, on uh, really. HBO have we Man. talked? Have we talked about the end of season two? I never watched it, so I couldn't. Have. It's got a lot of problems. I, n- I never finished season two. It was so weird. They've got a season three. It just it's premiering on HBO Max. What? Oh, it's no. on HBO Max. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Where was yeah, it got, on before? Was it on like TNT or Epic or something like that? It was or? on Epic. 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 Uh, Epic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I kind of I kind of feel like Festivus about this, you know. Well, the first some, season was terrific. The first then, season was amazing. The second season went fucking bananas off the rails. Yeah, really off the rails. Oh, oh, it's Jerry. I've got some bones to pick. Yeah, I don't know why or what happened exactly. Why season two just went completely bonkers. It it started to really not make any sense, and it got really campy and. And it just really, I mean, the first season yeah. was like a great British uh, espionage show. Espionage. Like, yeah. I mean, he was, he was basically playing, um, what's his name? Uh, he was playing Michael Caine as yeah. James Bond. He was playing a young Michael Caine, yeah. you know, and, and it was awesome. He was terrific. Um, and then the second season, it like turned into this like fucking, I don't know what it was. It was like a circuit. It got weird. It's, it's, it's alternate weird. earth weirdness yeah and why i have yeah. no idea why they decided to go that route so yeah. man, hopefully season three kind of brings it back i'm <laughs> hoping that it would, would, would not bring hopeful it 
I don't know. Well, I'm not hopeful. I'll watch it. It did get canceled, so maybe that woke some writers up. Maybe some writers got fired. That but it got canceled yeah. and they brought it back? Well, it got canceled from Epics, I think, and then, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. three episodes now on HBO Max. Really? Right. Okay. There you go. <sighs> I've not seen right. a single episode of Pennyworth. The first season, the first season is really, will, Chris. really good. First season is really good, man. I just don't foresee the time where I'm gonna be like caught up on other shows and be like, "All right, Tom, I guess, we have, I we guess, have, I got Star Trek: The Next Generation. We have, we have, seasons. seasons. We yeah. have three. We have three minutes and fifteen seconds left on this episode. I want to know your quick, your hot take on Rings of Power. Yeah. Rings. Oh, of I Power. don't know. I haven't watched this. In, it looks. I don't know. It looks boring. <laughs> I didn't watch it. It's delight. It's delightful. It's delightful. I'm sure it's it is. delightful. It's delightful. Yeah, it's delightful. I see. It's delightful. Yeah, okay. Delightful. Sal, it's delightful, and you know it. Delightful. You love the last episode. I I, I don't know that I, I watched trust, the last episode, so watch it. It's, it's the most I trust action. Sal. Action. I trust the, Sal. the last one's pretty good. Uh, I'm like, it's, it's, like last one's right. good. Last one's good. Watch it. Watch it. Are we going to talk about it? You've watched three fucking seasons of that goddamn train television show that nobody likes. So your opinion on what is good or not when it comes to TV is not necessarily... You know, we can't necessarily take it at face value. (laughs) I mean, I can't... What's really funny is I feel like there's a real... Like... I'll be on like TikTok and someone will be like posting their fan theory about like something from like uh, that rings show. What is it? The Rings of Power. Rings of Power. Rings right. Of power. And, like, I don't know. and they'll post a theory and it just, I'm like, you can make up things and just be, <laughs> it's like the same to me. It's like, Galanord forged a, forged a sword on a certain day because the kids just like, you got to be really like, fucking what? desperate to be making up. Like, come on, <laughs> man. It's really me? pretty. It's really pretty. I saw, a video, I saw a video today that was disturbing, and it, I don't know why I'm thinking of it now based on, um, on that comment, but it was <laughs> yeah. about, a, it was like a, 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 I don't know, 20-something, maybe 30-year-old man, and he yeah. was standing behind a barricade with a fake WWE belt on his shoulder waiting for the rock. And the rock came out of whatever oh, no. amazing thing he was doing. Oh, no. And the rock, you know, came up to the guy. And this man, this grown man, was sh- visibly shaking, about ready to cry because the rock was going to sign his WWE Jesus belt. And I'm like, Christ. that's not healthy. That's not a healthy. And then the rock is really close. And said, no, I'm not going to sign it. No, no. They the pin down and walked away. As we talked about before, me. nobody promotes better than The Rock. Nobody is better to his fans than The uh, Rock. The, like, the Rock is awesome. Okay. And The Rock is extremely likable. And, and I, I, I don't blame anyone for being a fan of The Rocks. But, but I don't know that anyone should be that big of a fan of anything. anything like, I don't, yeah. You know what I mean? 
Hey, I, I, I do have a, re- a, a wrestling a wrestling digression here that you bring it up. Marta showed me this. Um, look up. So she puts you in like a figure four. <laughs> oh, nah, she could. Walk the uh, crab. No, uh, like John Cena has. John Cena is apparently now registered in the Guinness Book of World Records for granting the most Make a Wish Foundation. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And he doesn't oh, talk yeah. about it or anything either. Right? Yeah. I mean, how amazing is that? And I'm not a big I wrestling s- fan, but wow. I yeah. saw Ric Flair on a plane once. <laughs> did, he, did, he whip his, did he whip his dick out at the stewardesses? I think I, I, think I told, I think maybe I told this story before, but he's, he was much, he was shorter than I thought he'd be. <laughs> that, that I was, was like, a- but I could see him walking down the, did he uh, walk like, like did he walk like that? Yeah. He did the bathroom. He had a base. He had a specific strut to the way he was walking. <laughs> but it's like weird. one of those things where, like, some you know, when you see famous people, it's weird because they're usually like if you see like someone who's on a TV show, you're like, oh, this person's small but with like a giant head, and like <laughs> you're like, oh, it looks weird to see you not inside a box. But when you see like Ric Flair, it's like no, that's Ric Flair. I can tell Ric Flair from like five hundred feet away. Have Have you watched the thirty for thirty on Ric Flair? Oh no, that, there's that's a thirty. A thing. There's that's a thirty a thing. for thirty. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's good. And he's he's a, you know in it, and he's very candid, and and he's hilarious, and because he's just like they <laughs> they kind of do it like they like. Uh, Jordan and the Last Dance were like uh, they'll show some thing and then they go to him today and it, and it was like you know his third wife left him because she you know he, he couldn't and they go to him and he's like yeah I was gonna have fun what am I, you know what am I gonna he makes no fucking excuses yeah, yeah. I did incredible amounts of cocaine we were having an awesome time he had no yeah. like he had no excuses didn't even pretend. It was just like, yep, yep, yeah. that's exactly what I did. Yeah, Guil- guilty as charged, Your Honor. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that was. Do, it you, was- do you watch Dark Side of the Ring? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets into all, and there's an amazing um, uh, uh, Randy Macho Man Savage documentary out there. Oh yeah, for sure. Which is I've so. It's really good. It's really good. Wrestlers are fascinating characters for sure. I mean, they're just, yeah. you know, they, they are interesting. They're sort of athletes, but there's, you know, they're sort they're of entertainers, stars. they're entertainers. They're, I mean, you have to be kind of crazy to get into that field. And, and, and I, to be like one of the biggest in the world, you know, you, you I, I'd imagine you have to be really just kind of, maybe not so much anymore. Cause it seems like that industry is changing a bit, but, at yeah. that time, like when Rick yeah. Flair was, you know, styling, oh, they, were, they were coming up through the regional, yeah, yeah, curling. Some guy might yeah, try and first. fight you. Some guy might try and fight you at a bar, and you gotta like, you're gonna have to beat the shit beat out of the him. shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> just because that's what, Rick Flair, yeah. that's what Rick Flair would do. So you have to, you can't be like, hey, it's just a character I play. Oh, like, that was no, what you're gonna playing. have to like. You have to like beat him up. You know, like, yeah, people couldn't see you wearing the same. Well, that was that like was Rick the kind Flair of can 
that was the famous out of, out of his suit. You that know. was the Andy Kaufman thing, right? Which thing? The who was the wrestler that Jerry just, the King Waller? That was Jerry the King Waller. Yeah, that was Jerry Lawler. Just beat no, the fuck out of Andy Kaufman. No, but that was well, a, that was a scam. That was that all, was a bit. That was all bit. That was all a bit. Oh, that was a bit. Okay. Yeah, the whole thing was a yeah. bit. Yeah, it's a wrestling. It's a joke it's of wrestling, wrestling, man. It was all about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, no, that was that was what Ric Flair said in the documentary. Is like, God damn you, yeah. wrestling! You got me again. <laughs> they go to his ex-wife, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, I just couldn't deal any longer with all of his cheating." And then they go back to him, and he's like, "Well, I wasn't gonna sleep alone." <laughs> you know, yeah. he's just like, "Okay, Rick." It was Ric Flair. He's Ric fucking Flair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yes, wrestlers are interesting. Uh, interesting characters. They're they're kind of like superheroes. Why the why the weird overlap with comic book fans? There, I mean those. It's big, muscly guys in costumes. What I mean, yeah, what, right? what, what, what yeah. there's not you know. I mean, yeah, doing yeah. heroic sort of like things yeah. that are the, un- the, the villain, the, yeah. the hero. It's the, very black yeah. and white. It's you know you, you have good guys about guys. it. You can complain about it and think that you could do it better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't if know. I wrote Batman, if I wrote Batman, this would happen. Yeah. I would never okay. let, yeah. I mean, there's a connection between, like, we were all growing up kids. Like, you know, why did we read comics? Well, we probably, you know, didn't have a lot of friends. <laughs> and so we read comic books. And, yeah. You know, that was just wrestling. Yeah, watch wrestling, and you know, I don't know. There's, yeah, there's why yeah. we, you know, we. I think a lot of comic book fans probably you're, you know, you're looking at these muscle bound heroes beating the crap out of bullies. Well, what's not, you know, what I mean? Like, the, what's not attractive to someone that maybe gets picked on or maybe gets made fun of, you know, for things that you know when you're when you're ten years old or something, yeah. eleven years old. So yeah. seeing people receive their comeuppance. Yeah. 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 Although wrestling, I always what I always loved about wrestling was like the play of you know the bad guys, oh, yeah. like the did heels. a great job of making you hate them. Like the great ones, yeah. like Ric Flair. Ric Flair, uh, you know, like Rick, Rick. A lot of wrestlers consider Ric Flair the greatest wrestler of all time because he always made the other guy look good. Like he was the uh, he was he was who you hated. He was yeah. he was the heel, and he always let the other guy get over and he always made the good guy, the baby face look good. And that's why, and, and that's an, like an ego thing that he kind of was able to, even though he projected the biggest ego in the world in his profession, he didn't work with an ego and he, and he did what was best for the entertainment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, he knew where, where his bread was buttered. That was being a heel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, it's an interesting, I know we've talked about this before, but um, Rick Rude, you know, calling all the fans in the audience a bunch of sweaty, you know, like <laughs> hillbillies. Yeah, 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 just like sit down so you can see what a real man looks like. <laughs> it's just funny to imagine, just like I'm gonna get up there and I'm gonna just like make all these people just hate me, throw just, fucking garbage <laughs> at me. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a certain kind of person like to 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 want like i think most people and especially if you're you know if you're an 
in, in any type of like entertainment, you, you probably have a certain amount of insecurity, which drives you towards mm-hmm. like wanting oh, to be yeah. loved, wanting acceptance, wanting approval. But then you have these people that are like, no, I want him to fucking hate wow. me. Like, what kind of a psycho are you? Like, no, I want him. I want him. I don't think that'd be more I want- fun. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. It'd be really fun to just be like, oh, I, I can get all these people to like, boo me. I mean, like, I'll get up there, you know, I'll tell, you know. I've often considered yeah. being the the heel of the comic book podcasting world and just turning, ah, turning into I that because I could easily ah. turn into that guy. I could see that for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be fun, do. but I just don't have the time to like fight with yeah. people all day. And if I was in my twenties, I would certainly, you don't, you don't, you don't have, you don't have the, the will to go that far in for yeah no i i I, but it's funny the good thing is nobody pays attention to me so i can say whatever i want nobody no one cares no one cares so that's i want all you podcast listeners (laughs) (laughs) i've done this before i think i have done all you loser nerds that listen to this podcast are we gonna start selling supplements you losers a bunch of losers (laughs) snap into a slim gym chris a bunch of losers listening to this. Uh, especially if you're watching us, that's even that's yeah. even worse. You put the losers version. on YouTube e- watching us. You- Don't you have anything better to Joe do? Joe Kalusic is ready to sign up for whatever muscle proteins we're going to sell. You Come on, Joe. You virgins. Yeah, if you're watching us on YouTube. Sorry, you're a virgin again. That's, that's just how it goes. Those are the rules. Those are the rules, those, those <laughs> are the rules guys. All right? Sorry, nerd. That's just yeah, what it is. Mom and dad probably put the... the no, the no, Joe, Joe, the it's not... Channel. No, Joe, it's not called testosterone. It's called Tom-tosterone. Just go wipe your eyes with some fucking Bronze Age comics. I know you yeah. got them under your bed. A lot. Individually, right next to your stuffed animal and your blankie. Now, all you listeners out there who figured out how to turn the parent locks off on your podcast apps, you could download one with explicit language. <laughs> See, I need I Tom. Tom should be a, a, a bad guy wrestler writer. That's the, you know, <laughs> you just write my dialogue, Tom, and, and I'll turn into, you know, just the heel of the podcasting world. I want you to go to your mom's wallet and uh, pull out a crisp 20. <laughs> Who did Instead, that? Didn't yeah. somebody do that? Was that Chris oh, Jericho? I think that did happen. I think Send somebody did that. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, everyone, thank you. For listening or watching. Fogging up your CGC graded comics because you're so excited to see me. You're breathing heavy. Just come in. Just really Ric Flair and just bring like like super expensive comics and art. Like, you wish you could own this, you loser. But you're not a real man. man. I know this show brings uh, immense joy to everyone. If uh, if you would like to uh, to compensate us for that, you can do so by going to uh, Patreon.com or slash around comics. Limp dicks. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know, like five five dollars a month. It helps us keep the lights on. Uh, we have wonderful patrons out there, and uh, and we appreciate you. Uh, we'll be coming out with some stuff. I got uh, Tom. We we got to talk. I got a I got a music show I'm working on. 
with sex another, stars. With another friend. It's gonna hey, be when are you guys doing the sex stars that you've been talking about? Well, you gotta show me how to record on this StreamYard shit. You log in, you hit record. It's we'll really walk through easy. it because because Tom and I have to talk about sectars. Sectars. Um, I got I got a I got a I got a, a vinyl show I'm working on. Of course you do, you fucking nerd. I'm a, doing your I'm fucking a, I'm, vinyl I'm collection. Hipster nerd. Um, yeah. So fun stuff coming up. Um, yeah, as you show up with that forty-five dollar record you paid twenty dollars for when it was a CD, and you're gonna—they're gonna suck you into getting a CD again in ten years. <laughs> I just spent. Why don't way you go home and wipe all your LPs clean? <laughs> De-dust yeah. them, you little fucking weasel. <laughs> uh, Sal, we have a new podcast coming out in the next. Uh, Week or two, I think. If we ever get together, record it. Yes. Right. Hey, man, it's the end of it's the end of summer. It's the beginning of school. It's curling. We started making ice this cool. week. I was in Madison, Wisconsin, curling all weekend. Tom, that is all a I'm hearing is city, fucking excuses. This Madison is all is you losers so do is make excuses. <laughs> oh, talk about our talk about the new the new show. The new show is weeks. Film Force 5. It's a movie podcast. It has nothing to do with comic books. It's basically we're going to fight and argue about what the top five movies are in any type of genre or category or director or whatever it may be. We're going to do some fun stuff with it. We're going to kind of gamify it a little bit and, and, and do a little different than, than what other shows do. It's a top five game show. It's a top five game show. You can be a part of it. You can. We want your input on the things. So uh, follow Film Force 5 uh on twitter and instagram and facebook there's a film force five uh, website filmforce5.com uh you can go to and it's either with the the letter or the number five or spelled out f-i-v-e either one works um but on, i think it's on twitter it's film force five and on instagram it's film force five pod i believe so yeah follow those and hopefully we'll have some episodes yeah. pretty soon it should be fun and you know it, it it, it'll be talking about a lot of movies and uh, and uh as, as a preview uh i watched uh uh death race 2000 and you're fucking uh wrong it is not better than rollerball in any way that movie is terrible it's it's twice it's the awful. movie it's twice it is, the dystopian movie it is not rollerball is barely a fucking dystopian film what's the it's, what's dystopian oh, 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 there's like nothing yeah. It's a sports movie. It's a bad sports movie. It's not a sports movie. Rollerball isn't gonna even dystopian. Oh, I, I'm gonna. Ugh. It should be kicked off the list because it's not even dystopian. Wow, it's about, what a start! Yeah, this is what you have to look forward to. Me you yelling. Get one at episode of the shit, and then I'm done. Um, the plan. That's. <laughs> I got Tom. Tom waiting in the top wings. Five, top five sex stars characters. <laughs> This is only movies. This is all we're just doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, surely oh, they made oh, a I'm going to be so movie. passionate about this one. I'm going to have to control myself because you're going to be pushing buttons. All right. Uh, thank well, you for listening. Thank I, you for watching. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to be part of If this is just going to be you guys yelling at each other. It's, it's I'm going to. It's going to be a lot of there's that. More, right? There's going to be, be more, more to it than that. So, so that was a concern. We didn't want it to just. There's be... just going to be a lot of arguing. Well, there will be some arguing for sure. There will be some some arguing, but there's going to be more to it than that. There's going to be some uh, 
like I said, there's going to be a bit of a game to it to some degree. So um, that that'll be a, a part of every episode. And then, yeah, we are ultimately going to try and 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 whittle down our films to the top five. But really, the point of the whole show is just like entertaining talk about movies. And I'm sure there'll be some arguing, but uh, hopefully, it'll be more. It's fun. all in good. Good spirited yeah. fun. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. If we all hate each other. Don't be so good. fucking sensitive, Tom, you fucking nerd. <laughs> Listen, I spent all day I get I'm getting screamed at by a six year old. I'm getting yelled at by nine year olds. I didn't I did I don't need this shit. Uh, I, to sleep. I, 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 I guess. As long as you guys yell at each other, I, it's fine. Tom, was, Tom, Sal and I have been yelling at each other for 16 yeah, years now. Tom, you and I will have civilized discussions and debate. <laughs> Chris will just roll in. <laughs> Chris, on the other hand, will have outrageous hyperbolic just, statements that I will have no recourse but to argue and shut down immediately. I'm about the heart, man. Mm-hmm. I'm about the heart. Yeah, yeah, it's all ways. You're, heart. Heart. You're real heart, Neesman. All gas, no breaks. It all comes from here, man. <laughs> Rollerball is top 10 so at good. best. At best. Oh, top 10 70s dystopian? At best. It does not make the top five. Neither does Death Race 2000, but... Death Race best. 2000 are really bad. No, Death um, Race 2000 is, is really good. Oh, it's fantastic. It's a comedy. It's, it's, bad. it's supposed it's to bad be bad. Com- it's a bad comedy. No, it's, it's terrific. Bad. It's a terrific movie. Oh, oh. And much oh, more okay. dystopian. I see what you're saying. I th- you think that that rollerball takes itself way too seriously. Which yeah. I can see. Yeah. I can see. And I, not I, good. It's it's bad, and it, but trying to be good. Death Race 2000 isn't trying to be good. I'll, I will We're go mostly going to talk about back. the rules of rollerball. The, the game just like uh, itself trying trying to really dissect. Like, well, okay, wait a second. Now the first episode, the bonus again. episode is going to be sort of like a, a Bill James analytics discussion about uh, rollerball. rollerball strategy, We're going to go break down what was Jonathan Jonathan the best player really was he <laughs> analytically? This is our Quidditch. This we is we our came qu- we did we. We crunched the numbers. Roll, yeah. crunched the Rollerball numbers is the Quidditch of comic nerds, of older comic yeah. nerds. It really is. All right. Uh, everyone, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, check us out on all the socials and that bullshit. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, seriously, check us out on Patreon. We, uh, we especially appreciate that. Uh, we will be back next Thursday. Uh, same uh. back time, same back channel. Uh. In the meantime, uh, yeah. fuck off, uh, nerds. In between oh, time, Jesus. we'll be everywhere and <laughs> in, in around your mama. Yeah, in <laughs> definitely in your mama. <laughs> oh God, oh, this is not the NPR pledge drive I had envisioned. <laughs> in and around and, your mom. It, it. Oh God, just end it. Stop. God, just end it. Yeah.